we all in the Khazari Maimar Khamishi, I see base the Khazari is explaining to us the concept of the Arbis of the different levels of creation. We spoke about last time the idea of uh, a nefesh, the Pakarak of a nefesh, firstly he proved isn't just a combination of the four Yusaders, because you can't create a new element which was in which was none of none of the original ingredients, uh, just by combining them. And therefore, not the Aish, Ruach, or the Mayim, or the Afar, none of the four basic elements had something living in it. So it must be that the Kari is something separate from the elements which make up the body of the Balkai. And therefore, it proves that something real and calls the Nefesh. Now, what's the Kari the Nefesh? So we said a few things. Number one, the Kari the Nefesh is that it can control its body. It can look for what's good for it, and it, can, it has the ability to act on it to try and achieve what's going to help it and listen to what's going to harm it. Right, so that's what we were holding by last time. Which we call the Shlemish Rishon or Shlemish Shemi. The Shlemish Rishon is the fact that somebody can think or have an idea of what he wants to do. We call it Hatkhalina Kore. So the Shemi was the ability to put it into effect, to put it into action in order to bring it about. So the holding in this page and that is just in the middle of the Osu place. And he says, around the page, he's spoiled. The nefesh isn't formed from the connection of the four Yisraelis. Like we explained. If something is caused by a mixture of different basic ingredients, basic elements, if something is whatever the dominant element is going to define what the thing is. So for example, and we talk about something which is mixed of different ingredients. We talk about something which is mixed of offer and mine. If the dominant ingredient is the offer, then it's going to be something which is primarily offer. It might have mine additives, it might be wet, but the ingredient is going to be what defines it. So it's going to be something which is an equal mixture. And therefore, it's not one element which is more, uh, more, more of a dominant effect than the other ones. Nevertheless, there has to be something which is supposed to all fall together. And like he said, by nefesh, The nefesh isn't something which comes from any one of those four elements. So that's the idea that the nefesh is something besides for the physical elements we see. To make up a person, there's a fifth element, a rukhni element. Um, that's the Rai principle of Asta. Now, what are the characters that the Nefesh brings to Atlanta? In other words, the fact that it now has this life force, or what is it, life force force? This is Tchilas HaKarachas, is HaKarachazon, or HaTchala. The starting point has to be that the Nefesh, like we said, very fascist rabbis, the Chesronim. Everything which is alive has a Chesron, and therefore it needs to eat, it needs to take in sustenance to fill that itself. Every living thing. From the smallest to the greatest, Hashem is on the kind of uh, it's the biggest prayer, the smallest prayer. Uh, if something's in Nefesh, it needs to have, it needs Chiyos, and in order to, to take in Chiyos, it needs to eat, or it needs some kind of sustenance, and this applies to Malachim too. Obviously, Malachim don't eat physical food, but the fact that there's a concept of Malachim eating is clear in Chazal. When they talk about the man, they bring the Pasuk, Lechem Abirim Achal Ish. The Lechem Shemalachim Asharis, so called the Abirim eats, who we ate was man. 
which means Malachim don't need to eat physically, but Malachim do need some kind of nourishment. It's a Rukhni nourishment. But the Maya said that they need, that they need uh, whatever that Rukhni nourishment is going to be in order to survive. And uh, everything is like that except for Hashem. And the reason for that is, is because Hashem created everything else that is dependent on Him. This is dependent for life. And that symbolizes the fact that as long as love is shining, it needs to, it needs to be mashing itself for, by, by ingesting, eating, taking in whatever the fetic is that is missing. Malachim also. They don't need physical things, but they need to take something. As, like we said, if a person talks about the man, as lechem abirim, lechem shemazayim, lechem yasharis nizayim, but it means it's not on a physical level, but there's some. There are ruchnis that the Malach needs to get for. So what uh, Abraham gave the Malach to? Okay, so Abraham gave him physical food, and that the Gemara says that's all Yishtam out of the Minhag and the Dinah. When the Malach will come here, like people have to act like people. So even though Malach doesn't need it, they're going to act like a person. Act like a person. These are only things that have a nefesh that need to be sustained. Right, things which are inanimate, that don't have a nefesh, that don't need to be sustained. A stone doesn't need to eat anything, neither does a mountain, neither does the air. But don't trees need air? Trees have Trees have a nefesh. Just you said, it's a level of nefesh. The nefesh of a tzameach. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the nefesh of an animal, as you said, that he calls it tzameach, also something which has a tzameach. So every creation something? Everything which is alive. Whereas a diamond, water, rocks, the air, that doesn't need. And the chayot ha-kodesh, what they need? The chayot ha-kodesh, they need the hara from Hashem. And even if it's a ruchni hara, they need something. That's a starting point. Now, something won't live if it doesn't have something to sustain it. And then the end point of a living thing is And that is, living things can reproduce themselves, not living things can't. So, mountains don't create new mountains, and water doesn't create new water, and rocks don't create new rocks. Uh, the koyachidada, which means the koyach of reproduction, is only something which comes from the chayach. Now, the emphasis that itself. That was connected, the fact that we need to be sustained. Yes, I want to explain it. What does the do is two things. So this is that the last one, in the, in, which he says is in the middle of these two. La megadel be'emtza hakoshe ben atchol ba'tachis. And the third step is the megadel, which means something which can grow. And that's the kosher between the starting point and its eventual point. So whether it's the animal, whether it's the bird, the person, the tree, it doesn't make a difference. There's the way it begins. There's its, now just for that, just to be alive, it needs to sustain itself from something. Then it needs to grow until it's full size. And then when it gets its full size, now it can be made, it can produce more. So we're talking about the tree. The tree starts off as a little uh, sapling. It needs, to, it, needs nas- it needs nourishment, it needs sustenance, it needs nutrients. And then it has to, that's number one, that's not hard. Then it has to grow to be not just a little plant, but a big tree. Now that it's a big tree, it can start producing fruit and seeds, which are going to create more trees. Something by an animal, something by a person. It starts off as a baby of whatever species it is. Number one, it needs to be nourished. Then it goes through a process of growth. And then eventually, when it gets to its full level of growth, now it's possible for it to create uh, a, new, a, new, a new generation of the species. Why is it like this? Why is it all part of the nefesh? So, there's the simple reason, and so I'll be negative, it's called that. And then there's a more omic reason, which we'll call, let's say, as I'll be even, I'll be there itself. Maybe it's a small thing this time. The simple reason is because things which are done live forever. And they don't live forever, they exist because they don't live forever. So there's no reason to recreate them. The mountains here, the mountains stay here. The sea is, when it's where the sea is, the sea stays here. Nothing's going to change. So there's no concept of it living, there's no concept of it changing, there's no concept of it ending. 
Whereas the concept of life is something which is always temporary. There's nothing which lives forever. Life is always temporary. And therefore there has to be a cycle. Which means since being as it's not something which is the atom, which something Hashem gives to this world. So if it's something which is temporary, it means it's based on uh, uh, certain factors to make it happen. So the first factor is it needs to eat. And some, and any living thing for a few days doesn't eat. Well, that, the, 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 once life is temporary, life needs to be sustained. There's also a cycle, which means it starts at a certain point, it changes and grows, and then eventually it, 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 it all goes on. And now because of that, it has to be able to reproduce itself. Because without that, then there would be no mm-hmm. continuity for that species. The thing is dying and learning to reproduce itself, then they become extinct. So because Hashem determined life is going to be temporary, that enforced it to be a system that things can replenish themselves, that the Bria will always have each species in it. Now, if you think about it for a second, why does it have to be like that? Why does it have to be that Hashem creates it after the We could blame it on the Chet of Adam. Uh, definitely is what to say about that, that that's created myths in the world. But even if, that, if that's the case, uh, post the Chet of Adam, why does Hashem decide that the Matthias, that everything in the world has to be a temporary? And uh, we speak about this, we talk about Ikrim. This was one of the questions that the Brahma Vino um, was, wor- was worried about on a philosophical level. And that is, Hashem is a bari. You can create things to last. He doesn't have to create things which are temporary. You can create things which are permanent. So why didn't he? Why when it comes to things which are inanimate, you create them to be permanent? It's the same sun, it's the same moon, it's the same air, it's the same sea. Nothing's changed in social vibrations. And when everything which is alive, so then it's the other way out. If it's alive, then it's not permanent. Anything which lives dies. Why? Why does it create the world like that? And uh, without going into what Abraham's proof was, it's showing its own right, but Abraham's maskana, what he proved was, the reason for that is, is because all the inanimate things, this is their final destination. There's no other use for them. Hashem created the mountains, and He created the sun and the moon, and He created the water and the air, whatever it is, in this world, that's all it's meant to do is stay here. So it's here permanently. Whereas a nefesh is created for a different world. And therefore, there's no reason to keep a nefesh forever. It's here just as a stepping stone to get somewhere else. And therefore, Abraham came to the Moscona that life is here for a purpose. Life in this world is here for temporarily because the life is to continue somewhere else. So why only 80 years, 90 years? What's the share of time? Meaning, so once it's, once it's under 6,000, but by forever we mean... Until 6,000, is that what we mean? As long as there's a world. As long as there's a world. So, so created one sun, that's going to be the same sun as long as there's a world. So, once something is beneath that timeline, so then we can handle whether 100 or 150, yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's nothing Once that is, things are temporary, which means it's longer to last forever. So then, the question is not temporary. That's just a question of an amount. But why do they have to be temporary? And the Moscow that Ramavina came to is because they're not meant to be here at all. Why can't we? Why can't Hashem still accomplish that? What? We'll be here forever till the world, however long the world is, and then we'll move on to where we're supposed to be. What do we need that for? What? What do we need that for? If you're already established, a person isn't meant just to be here forever. Yeah. So which means that he's only a temporary. So then, then however long he needs to be here for, that's all he has to do. Or what is it to waste time? And therefore, the the, the fact that the nefesh, by definition, its time is limited. Mm-hmm. is because the nephew is only here to do a job. Let's get a, uh, if you have the marshal. 
you have a hotel. So you have the people who work there day every day. And then the visitors are one day, two days, three days a week, but then they're gone because they're not coming to that day. It's not their place. They're coming in for a reason and they go. And then, it, and then that's, that's the Maharaj of the Nefashas in this world. And that is that the Nefesh comes in for a reason and goes back again. It doesn't have to stay here. And that's why uh, anything which is the Nefesh, including plants, including animals, don't live forever. Because they weren't meant to be here for, you know, as, as props in this world. If all the trees needed to be was just to be to vegetate, not just to, to make the world look pretty or to whatever it is that the uh, trees do, Hashem could once the trees need to be forever. But because there's a concept of everything, even a tree having a nefesh, so then the nefesh comes here for whatever reason it needs to come here, and then it's done as well. It doesn't mean anymore. There's a reason for that specific tree. And there's a reason for that specific tree. What, what about the uh, Leviathan? Oh. <laughs> the tree that is only one. He doesn't create anything, and he lives for thousands and thousands of years. It's a very good question. The Leviathan is a, it's a very good question. The is the exception. And that is because the Yisrael is created for this world. It's created for the Suda, the Siddiq, and the Siddha. And that's the case. Hashem created it for a job to do here. So he keeps the Yisrael for that job, and that's what he's waiting for. Uh, whereas other things, you have to explain how Hashem uses different nefashas to do different things. Uh, now, that's the simple question. Maybe we said that the simple question. If I'm saying this clearly, anything, by definition, anything. Where did Abraham see that in the Bria? So exactly this point. Abraham saw everything the Bria does. Everything gets used up, everything ends, anything that And that's what Chazal said. They saw Abraham Avinu, saw a Bira Dalekis. Dalekis means someone which is burning. From the verse in Aish is Dalek, fire burns. So Abraham saw a world which was burning. And he said there must be a magic Bria. And we explained in Chazal when Abraham saw the world burning means Things don't last. Everything is here and gets used up, and ages and dies and disappears. So the whole world literally is burning. Everything is just like a fire burns things and they get used up. So I see the whole world is using itself up and then disappearing. Why is it like that? So Rome came to Moscow and it must be there's a man up to the fire, there's a manic Dabira, which means there's someone running the shop. And there's a reason why things are here to do a job and it's a god. That's when they finish and they go. And the next one comes and finishes and goes. I see that there's a system which isn't just meant to be here. I see that there's a system which is meant to begin here and then start its job and go somewhere else. And that's why Abraham came to the concept that this world is temporary. There's, there must be another world which is uh, what this world is leading towards. And same Chazal, it says, there must be a manning Kabira, there must be a leader for the, someone who's directing it. So the, so the same thing that Abraham came to the saga that the world is called Eretz. And the Eretz was Shemayim. And also as Eretz is Nashan Ras, Turan, and Shemayim is Nashan Sham. It's Eretz, Shemayim is Ras, Nashan. And that the point of this world is, is towards there. And therefore when it gets there, it leaves. So it's, everything is running, and getting there, and leaving here. That's, uh, that was the wrong world view. What, what about the Yavon? He also went. But he doesn't die. Why didn't he die? You know, you know, his, 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 uh, is no longer alive in this world. You can come back to this world. But Lamais is the same thing. As an Nefesh, Leonov isn't here anymore. You can come down when he needs to. For whatever schuss he had, Hashem used him as, some, as, a, as someone he can use as a shleach to bring back down here again. 
But the man is not living here. He comes down to the judge because like the Shemai. Okay, so that's the that's the Kayak that the idea of the Kayak that a nefesh has. Number one, it needs to eat, it needs to grow, and it needs to replenish itself. Now there's a on a more rough need level, a more kabbalistic level, whatever you to call it. Um, that's what the Kazari is saying, parallels with Tarizal calls uh, the, three, the three stages of growth. Um, in the Kabbalah, it's given an abbreviation, Ayam. Ayam Yudnam, which stands for Ibur, Yenika, Mayfi. And the Kabbalah, that, that basically that means, is that anything living starts off at a stage where it's just being given food. As we call Ibur. Just like the baby inside, the echo point is it's being nourished. So it's something which exists in the center is being nourished. Then it's born and begins to grow. That's what we call Yenika, then it's, it's, it, it, it grows. Until eventually it reaches the stage of its godness, which means it's reached the stage of its full growth, and then so we had to say it gets its das, it's maichin or its das in other words, and then it's trying for it to, to replace itself, to, to, do, to create more of the same. Uh, like we know that uh, the same age when a person gets das, which is when the body baba mitzvah, is when they can have a child. So the, the, the concept of reaching full growth is when then the nefesh goes into the third mode, which is it's able to be married. Uh, now, what do those two things represent? So, so that is explained in capitalistic terms. Let's explain it in a more simple way. And that is, there's, there's two stages. The one is when something is totally dependent on something else. That's what we call ego. In other words, the baby needs to be fed because it's a living thing, but it can't even eat itself. It has to be fed without doing anything. So, the first stage of the nefesh is when the nefesh. The only thing we factor see about it is that it needs sustenance, but it's at a stage where it has to be given to it from outside. It doesn't need anything outside. Then it's the stage of when it grows for itself. In other words, when he can grow himself and look after and help himself, and it's focused on itself. And then eventually, when this last stage is, when it's, when it's at the stage of making, when it's ultimated, then it's in a position of looking after others. And then imagine, so we have the middle of a person also doing the same thing. The time when a person needs to be looked after, the time when another is looking after him, the time when a person looks after himself, and the time when he looks after other people. And that's the godness of the nefesh. The nefesh starts at something which can only be makabal, and then it goes to the second stage where it can only take care of itself, and it goes to the third stage where it can be mashpir and other people too. And uh, even though physically there's times for each one, but in developmentally, it's, it's not just other times. You have people the whole life who never get to the third stage. They're always thinking about themselves. They're always uh, working, like they're trying, trying to do what they can for them. And they have to get to the stage of being able to much be. So we're talking about the guidance of the process of what the nefesh can do. It's the same thing. It goes to the process of being macabre, to being able to do but do for itself, and then the third stage we be able to do but to do for others. That's the that's called guidance. That's the third stage of the process. Why, why did I say make it that people could go back to the Inuka stage when they're old. How does that process restart? Why does it restart? Um, it's not exactly the same thing. It's uh, you know, it's on a physical level, not an official level. Right, right, right. On a physical level, okay. It's uh, like we said, everything physical is limited. So it's going, it's, it's, it's way down again. But on the on the nefesh level, when a person's already got the level of giving, so even physically they're incapacitated, right. they, they can still be on that level of the nefesh. 
in regards to the maturation process of the tree versus humans and animals, the tree automatically gives over seed and fruits. I don't understand. Right, but it's automatic. It doesn't have to do anything. Just part of its growth, yeah. it automatically gives. So how come humans and animals are like that? Why don't we just have, when you're 30 years old, you have like a kid that grows out of you? Because like everything else about a person, I should not have space in the, the, the more I should that the person's the first, and the more that for them to do. But it was instinctive, what happens by itself, and it's not in the realm of the fear. Okay, so that's the uh, research of the sea, that's the sea further in there. In the Mayid, Raisha Sakatema. So the Mayid, which means the Nefesh, which has a Koyak to be Mayid, has a Hatkhada, it has a Nefesh, that is the Koyak we said before that, that enables it to be Mayid. The moided which creates the new the new entity, so that's when he says it's Moshe on the Chaimer Amochan, which means uh, that the way that Kazari understood it, that the Chaimer Amochan is something physical. But what it needs in order to give it Chiyos is a Kayach Amoyed. So the Kayach Amoyed is so to speak, gives the spark of life to something which is chaymer, and then it gives us its third, so then it develops into, what's from the beginning, it develops into a child, whatever it's going to be, we're talking about a person, and then that child is something which is mechubim, which, which means now that it will start the process again, the, from the start of the to get spared, and also the integral. So the 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 once the kaiyach is there, so then the middle then there's there's no inhaga of the megadim is there for potential, but the kaiyach which is there, as I said earlier, like we said, it's being sustained itself. It's not doing anything for itself. What does he mean by that? So so again, it's a, it's a language that we're trying to use. Um, of never labor, whatever it is. What they mean to say is which one is cause, causes which one. So you made it, so it says the the moment is never. In other words, it's it's there to in order to, for the benefit of the child. The moment isn't there for the benefit of the parent, it's there for the benefit of the child. Which means in order that there should be a continuation of a species, so Jim created the kayak to be moment so that will be the new species. So therefore the ikatai ta'edis of the moedah isn't for the parents who's being moedah, it's for the child who's moedah. It ensures the perpetuation of the species. So for them, in that way, the moedah is never, which means it's there for something else. Whereas on Ovid, then it's there for itself. Like we said, the first stage, something needs food, it's there for, it's there to, to, for itself. And the moedah, that's the stage that it's, it's doing for itself. And when we go to the middle stage, when something grows up, there's an element of growth. It's Ovid Benezat, Nevat. In other words, Mitzah Echot, it's for itself. It's for Mitzah Echot. It's growing in order to enable it to be emoted. So that's an element of it which is, he calls a Nevat, which means for something else. That's the den of every Nevat. Every Nevat is there to, you know, to exist inside itself to, and to reach a stage where it can bring the next level into existence. And that's a repetitive cycle that Hashem creates in all living things. 
all the parshas. And we said you say the reason is uh, because the nefesh is here to go to the places to be to grow, and then you made it. It's done its job. Now you nefesh will talk And as we said on the on the more middle level, the idea isn't just that people temporaries have to be here a certain amount of time and they get replaced. It's a it's a growth pattern. And therefore, each, each person starts at the same point of being helpless and being reliant on everybody else, which is the robot, and it gets to the stage where it can take care of itself, gets to the stage where it can take care of other things, and now it's being misguided as an nephew is meant to be misguided. And when it's finished this process, then you made it, then it's done its job here in this world. And then the next, the next one repeats the same, the same mahalach again and again. This was Shlomo and Kailas, and he says, Dar Leifa, Dar Baba, Elo, Elo, the item which is the chalik of the world, which is daima, the item doesn't change. It's the same world. But anything which is living is darharek and darba. It keeps being replenished. It comes, it grows, it produces the next star, and all the grows, the next star comes, the next star goes. That's when there's a change in the dairies. Whereas the item which is the chalik of the which is the chalik which is the of the world, that stays the same, it never changes. And like we said, the inside is because there's nothing for it to grow. There's nothing for it to get to. It's as it is. Whereas something which is created to grow and to develop, it's here for that purpose. And therefore, once it's done its job, then it's achieved what it had to do here. And that brings to the next star. That's the inside. And the Kiddush here is not, it's not just about people. It's not about people. You understand? The Kiddush is the same by every language. Now, what, what terrors could there be in animals and spiders and ants and flies and trees and plants? What's the process of growth that they're going through to create the next one? So it's, if you're going to look at it just inside the fact that it's an animal is not a khira and an animal is not a das, and it's just living instinctively, then yeah, there's no growth. Nothing changes. But the Yisab you know is, is that it's a concept of Gilgudu. And therefore, the process of a chai is very often the vehicle for a, for a Gilgul of whatever needs to be come to a tikkun. And if that's the case, that cycle of what the chai goes through is necessary for the Benefit of the service because the nefesh, which is going to be trees, is going to be fish, is going to be animals, whatever level it's going to be, and that's why there's that process of which it has to match up to, so to speak, what the mahalach of the nefesh, even the human nefesh, is. What about the earthquake 